Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Starship Rainbow Drops with me, your captain, Fiona, and Poop Deck's first mate, midshipman, Poopy Ensign Pants. Hi, hi, captain. My name's Mark, actually. Yes. <laughs> Poopy Pants Mark. Uh, hey, I earned that title. Yes. <laughs> um, so... Last week's episode, um, we recorded it, and it all went a bit wrong, because my computer lost all the recording. <laughs> um, but I managed to save it, and I released it today, so it's about three weeks too late, but it's fine. We'll, this, we'll, we'll go on like... This no- is going to mean nothing, because when's this going to go out? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know now. Well, now I'm recording an episode on the day an episode came out. What do I do? Just keep it? I, I just I would have just got on with it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so what have you been up to other than uh, trying to moan at me to put a podcast out? <laughs> well, after after last episode when we, we happened to get onto the subject of O-status and distributed social networks, I was recommended by Alice to check out Mastodon.social. Mm-hmm. Mastodon.social is a decentralised replacement for Twitter. Yeah. And it's decentralised in that anybody can host their own server that has Mastodon on it, and they all talk to each other, and it all becomes a big universe that no one company really controls. Or no one person, or no one anyone really controls. Yeah, it's like Twitter, except all the tweets are hosted on different servers spread around. It's socialising communication. And it's really good. I mean, I'm kind of moved away completely from Twitter at this point, and I'm now just using Mastodon. Um, for the foreseeable, I don't know how long that'll keep up, but we'll see. So, what what made you switch to it? What made me switch to it was the fact that I really liked the idea to begin with. Mm. The fact that it's an open source social network. Yeah. Um, the day I switched to it, Twitter had released a really terrible update on the web view that made it look really, really messy. And it was pretty much universally decided that it was messy. Yeah, I, I saw tweets about that, but I don't think it had updated on mine. What what had they actually changed? Basically, you know when you click on a tweet and it would have all the replies to it going down? Yes. A thread, if you will. Yeah. The main thing they added that really annoyed me is that every single one of those had an extra line on it that said, in reply to, at someone, someone. Mm. Which really made it look really messy. It sounds like such a small thing, and it's mm. adding an extra bit of information, but you already knew what was a reply of a reply, and it was just people talking. And it yeah. just threw just messiness into it, and I felt it was so unnecessary. It is unnecessary, um, isn't it? Because it, it, it can only be in reply to the previous tweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as I know. I mean, there's also the fact that their Twitter are absolutely inept at doing anything about the harassment on their service. Yes. They play it far too neutrally. Um, they're, they're very reluctant to ban anyone. Mm-hmm. It, it's like they have a complete misunderstanding about the influence that their platform provides. Um, I mean, it's got to the point where Twitter is an incredibly useful um, tool for information distribution, regardless of if that information is true or not. Do you think that's a policy thing, or is it just that they lack they lack the resources to keep on top of the the modificate the um, moderation? Column A, column B, I think. Yeah, I think they've always tried to be quote unquote neutral on these things, but they but take I, no action I mean, even if someone is being openly harassment. I think inactivity is not a neutral stance in in a lot of cases. You know, just by not doing anything, you're kind of I don't know, not not advocating behaviour, but but accepting it, accepting and it. Yeah, it's it's a silent approval, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there. I mean, there's that. Uh, there's also. I mean, we'll, we'll get into Mastodon's decentralised nature, but one of the biggest features that I think justifies the entire endeavour is that you can content warning posts or toots, as it calls them. Toot toot. Okay, and is that? So is that built into it, or is that just a thing that people are doing as a convention? It's built into it. So you can mark something with a content warning, and you there's a free text field to say what the content is. Mm. So you can mark it as Game of Thrones spoilers, or you can mark politics posts and things oh, like and that. Oh, that. and that's when it collapses the message, yeah. and you have to click to view mm-hmm. it. Makes sense. So other than the fact that I really liked Mastodon, the main reason is because... 
it was getting to the point where I was opening Twitter and the feed was like a slow dredge of bad news and mm. just unhappiness. It was so negative. And it was the point where I wouldn't, I would automatically open the Twitter app because I'm just so used to doing it to pass the time yeah. and to read the timeline. But as my use of it continued, the more unhappy the content made me. Yeah. And I shouldn't be using a service that makes me unhappy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of have the same experience with Twitter, and I don't think it's anybody's fault. I think it's just, you know, people like to like to relay things that they think people should hear about because it's important. Um, but everybody does that, mm-hmm. and then you just have, you have this relentless barrage of bad news. In- inadvertently, the content warning feature on Mastodon has... Um, alleviated some of it, at least for now, as the community at large has uh, pretty much decided to mark politics posts I mean, with a content warning. That that makes a lot of sense, and it's something that, that I, I've i been saying for a while now, Twitter should do, because they've, ju- they've recently introduced like a word filter thing to mentions, haven't they? And I suppose that's an anti-harassment thing. But just in the in the general case outside of that, I think that if they, if they had... Um, for example, a hashtag muting feature mm-hmm. that was applied to your whole timeline, then people could voluntarily hashtag their tweets with trigger warnings, spoiler warnings, whatever whatever people that are following them might not want to hear. Mm-hmm. But but I mean, the, the content warning is a much better feature than that, though, because there are some days where I'm okay to read politics stuff. Hmm. I mean, it changes throughout the day as well, and plenty of other times where I'm not, and I will just ignore the politics post. But sometimes I'm just like, okay, tell me, show more, and I'm in the right frame of mind. Hmm. So it, it, it gives the user the control. It gives the user control of what type of content to expose themselves to. And it can only be a good thing. Yeah, I, I totally agree. What I'm saying is, I think Twitter could do the same thing, and they just... Or something very done. similar. Yeah. Like like you say, it doesn't have to be, you know, completely muted such that you never see those tweets. It could just be like Mastodon's uh, content warning. It just mm-hmm. be just be a thing that you have to click to, to view it. Yeah, so Mastodon makes me a lot more positive and a lot happier to use compared to how Twitter makes me feel. Um, and that's the main reason for me to switch to it. And a lot of it is because of the content warning. And a lot of it is probably because about 80% of the people on it appear to be gay, trans, communists. <laughs> so maybe it's just an echo chamber thing. I, I kind of get the feeling that um, one, one of the appeals of it, at the moment at least, is that a lot of like-minded people have migrated to it for similar reasons that you have, mm-hmm. and so you're you're now you're now in this uh, this circle of people who are sick of seeing bad news on Twitter and have gone and made their own Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's also the fact that it's sort of moderated, so the instances are moderated, and there's one main mastodon instance, right? And it's moderated in that they will ban Nazis, for instance. <laughs> so anyone can make the can set up an instance, can they? Yes. Including Nazis if they want to. So Nazis can, but then other instances can block those instances. And Mastodon do. There are a oh, list of instances that are blocked and for, for various reasons. So if, if an instance blocks another instance, does that mean that the people on the instance will never see the blacklisted instances people's tweets? Toots? Toots, yeah. They're called toots, aren't They're they? They're called toots. Because it's a mastodon. And it's cute. Um, yeah, you're right. That's right. Hmm. Which is great, because you essentially force the Nazis to go and live in their own little pockets, and you don't have to deal with their horrible shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It it it, it makes sense. I feel that it is further worsening the problem of creating these isolated pockets of political opinion while... who, who 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 exist in echo chambers yeah. and reinforce their opinions and never never talk to people with differing opinions. I agree, except for the fact that Twitter has shown what happens if that's not a thing. And <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, I only get conservatively eighty to ninety years of life and I'd rather be in an echo chamber at this point. Life's too short to put up with Nazis. Exactly. Yeah, I hear you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if I'm if I'm on a service for the enjoyment or for, you know, being social. Yeah. Going to be there for the social stuff. Yeah. 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 I don't. 
So I, I've tried it out as well, I've signed up. I've not really figured out how I'm going to use it yet. I will, I'll probably set something up so that whenever I tweet, it also gets posted to Mastodon. I found it difficult to find people on it, because of course you have to really? know... Well, you have to know which instance they're on. Yeah, but that's where the Federated Timeline comes in. I don't understand the Federated Timeline either. The Federated Timeline is is the combination of all instances mm-hmm. toots in one timeline, right? Yeah. I sat there watching it, and the, there were just toots appearing like one, one a second, yeah. pretty much. And I was just thinking to myself... If this gets even a tiny bit bigger, that's just going to be unreadable. <laughs> I agree. I imagine at some point there's going to be some sort of filtering that happens on it. I think there already is some sort of filtering because... Can you imagine what reading the Twitter fire hose would be like? Well, I mean, obviously that's ridiculous. But it's it's not too difficult to imagine that these communities will will become larger but more but more communities because there are mm. you know there's tons of instances going up every day now and each one of them wants to be a little community that's cool and if you create the super queer commune community then you can view the local timeline on that Com- community that's right <laughs> <laughs> what happens to so if if an instance hosts its own tweets toots toots i'm sorry i'm so used to um, if an if a instance holds its own toot, what happens if somebody deletes a toot? It's gone. From that instance. But what happens on the federated timeline? I think they can be... I think they, they get stored. So it isn't... Because, I mean, even if, even if the protocol said all instances must also delete this toot, obviously they don't have to. Yeah, they to. don't have to. Yeah, that, that, that isn't safe. You no longer have one central uh, governing body. Mm-hmm. You know, controlling whether a tweet exists anymore or not. Toot. Toot, whether a toot exists or not. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess... I mean, I guess that could be a problem. I mean, there are certain downsides, but, but I the, consider them small downsides. It's, it's only like sending an email, right? It's only like, oh, I've just sent that yeah, email exactly. to my boss, exactly. and now I can never have it. I can never unsend it. Oh, how have I not mentioned the fact that it's a 500 character limit? Holy crap! <laughs> Like, Twitter has been carrying around this baggage of a 140-character limit because it was built um, to support SMS messages, which, mm. of course, is no longer relevant anymore. I don't think that was entirely the reason. I think also it makes for an interesting medium when you are constrained by how much text you can put in there. Yeah, but I think Twitter has shown that that's too much of a constraint. When you see people posting these many reply posts mm. and not really using the service in a 140-character limit... I can tell you that 500 is a lot. It's not a huge amount, and I have hit the limit a few times. Yeah. But it allows you to get every thought out in one toot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the way they've handled it as well, because instead of just dumping all 500 characters out into the stream, there's like a, a, a click here to read more of this mm-hmm. toot kind of thing, which um, I guess you can you can define what it shows initially and then define the, the full 500. Is, mm. that, is that how it works? No. Oh. <laughs> you just write the full post. Unless you're, maybe you're talking about content warnings. Oh, possibly, possibly. You might be talking about content warnings. Oh, so, so it does it does dump the whole thing yeah, into Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, okay. It's not huge. No, I guess not. It's a couple of paragraphs of text. Yeah, that's about four to five times more than... Is it? Big whoops. <laughs> yeah. Big whoop. Big whoops, indeed. Do you think it will catch on? I don't know. I hope... I hope it'll catch on. I, I think I, it deserves to. I like the way it already interoperates with, well, for starters, everything else that implements the O status protocol, mm-hmm. and also other stuff. I was reading like the list of things that it supported and technologies that it uses, and it was just a list of things I've never heard of, <laughs> like pub sub hubbub and <laughs> and salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Techie shouldn't be allowed to name things. Oh no! Apparently, Mastodon was called Toot Sweet originally. Nice. Toot Sweet. Nice. <laughs> I've uh, I've already said that. so. The retweets are called boosts, aren't they? Yeah, but, but I want said... them to be called retweets. No, they or should be to- called toot toots. Toot toots or tooting your own horn. I quite like that too. <laughs> um. So I believe, and I made a made a big old toot on the first couple of days I was on it that got a lot of toot toots. Saying that, I think that I think one of the main barriers it has to being adopted hmm. by the wider audience um, 
is a white theme for starters rather than a dark theme, but no, ignoring that. Um, <laughs> it does look a bit like a, a hacker nest yeah, it does. when you first visit. <laughs> it really needs to have a lighter theme. Um, I think one of the biggest barriers is communication to people about what Mastodon is and mm. what it does, mm-hmm. um, how it works, that there are a lot of instances instead of one central place. Um, people understand that there's one central place that that, that does their thing. Yeah. But Mastodon doesn't work like that. There's a whole ton of places that all do that one thing that then interoperate. Mm. And I came up with a very quick idea to uh, rename what it calls the local timeline to planets <laughs> and rename what it calls the federated timeline to galaxy timeline. Yeah. So, or the federation of planets. I like that one The federation well. of planets works too. So the idea is that people live on their own planet and they talk to each other on their own planet and then they can also uh, view what everyone else on every other planet is saying. Yeah. At the same I mean, time. that would certainly help to get that across, that idea across to people. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, surely most people, even if you explain that to them, aren't going to care. Absolutely. They're not going to care and they're not going to know. But I feel like they should know because the fact that Mastodon isn't controlled by Twitter is one of the biggest plus marks on it. Yeah, but, you know, if, if that isn't something that you've ever... has ever crossed your mind and it's not something you're concerned about, then why 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 would you care? I think to most people, what's going to matter is whether their friends are all now using it or not. Yeah. And I think at the moment, not. Because it's just the, the kind of cool techie kids using it at the moment. But as Reddit showed, and many other things like it before, Facebook even, you get... Techie people onto it, and the users doth roll. Is that eventually. what happened with Facebook? Yeah, I think so. Because I was gonna, I was gonna say, do you think this is gonna be a? Do you think it's gonna be the next Facebook versus MySpace, or do you think it's gonna be the next Google Plus versus Facebook? I think it's more likely to be the next Google Plus versus Facebook, isn't it? Yeah, I think so as well. I, but I just don't think there's enough reason for for the average Joe to migrate to it. I think I think the scenario is a lot more different with Mastodon, though, purely because it's open source and it's owned by the world at large, mm. rather than being owned by a single corporation. Because mm. Google can just look at Google Plus and go, "Well, that's not doing anything for us. Get rid of it." But no one likes to give up on a bad idea that they've invested in. Right. So, <laughs> and not that it's a bad idea. I think it's an amazing idea, of course. I'm just saying that if it turns out that it's not going to take off, then I don't think that is... Uh, that. I don't think people are going to abandon it in droves at that point. I, I can see it, you know, forever sitting there on the sidelines mm-hmm. like IRC. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I'm in- interested to see where it goes. Yep. And I'm glad it exists. That's that's Agreed. that's what I have to say about that. So if you listen to this and you want to toot at me, I'm Fiona at Mastodon.social. We're currently trying to set up our own Mastodon instance, but I'm having oh? trouble. Are we? We, as in me and my wife. Okay. <laughs> Not the Rainbow Drops. <laughs> well, we have a domain name and everything, but... Is Rainbow Drops on Mastodon.social? No. Rainbow Drops isn't on Twitter. It should be. Maybe. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be on Twitter, but it should be on Mastodon. Okay. On a Mastodon instance. Maybe I'll sign up to it on Crime Team or something. Toot.cat. Tootcat. Yeah, Tootcat is a, is a domain that a Mastodon instance has, hmm. which is an amazing domain name, but then we looked into it, hmm. and there are certain restrictions on it. Yeah, because unfortunately .cat is the, uh, cat, what, the Catalonian yeah. uh, TLD... So you you have to you have to create a website in that language to be allowed to use it. Like within six months, I think they say. Hmm. I wonder how many people actually do that. Uh, we found this out by going on the Wikipedia article and reading about it. And my favourite line from the Wikipedia article is, "Despite the restrictions, the domain has been exploited for feline-related domain hacks. <laughs> feline-related <laughs> domain hacks." <laughs> So I look forward to Toot.cat disappearing at some point. Cool, what else have you been up to recently, Mark? Oh, I've been I've been playing uh, Super Mario Run. Mm-hmm. That came out on Android, didn't it, recently? It did, yeah. That I, I just happened to notice that it was now on Android, and I thought, oh, I thought, that always sounded interesting. I'll give that a try. Um, plus it was free mm-hmm. to play, so I thought, oh, I'm going to go. And, yeah, it's... 
it's got that Nintendo level of, of quality. I mean, it's just polished to a shine. Yeah, isn't everything they do. And it is it is a joy to play. If you if you get the free version, you can sort of play the first world, and there's like this thing where you can like race against other players' ghosts and stuff like that, and you earn coins, and you the coins get you things that you put in your kingdom and that attracts toads. fucking mobile game rubbish. Yeah, Just let it's, jump it's a that Mario. kind of layer of free-to-play garbage, but it, Super Mario run away from this game. It's like the least offensive uh, implementation of that kind of thing that, you, that you'll ever see. At no point did I feel like I was being, you know, taken for a ride, and, and there's n- the, there is only one in-app purchase in the game, mm-hmm. which is to buy the rest of the game, basically. There's, you know, there's no buy more coins here. Do you remember when that was called shareware? I, I do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think shareware is a great idea, and I don't know what happened to it. Well, apparently Nintendo thought it was a stonking great idea, so... Mm, yeah. That's not the first time Nintendo's done that. They have done it on the 3DS. I played... There's a couple of Pokemon games, like Pokemon Rumble. Pokemon Rumble, yeah, Rumble, I think it was called. Rumble, Blast Thing, World, Rumble, Rumble Town, <laughs> Rum, Rumbleville. Rumble in the Jungle. <laughs> Rumble Garden Pavilion. Yeah. Um, the the Pokemon Saga, Electro Buggaloo. That's the one. Yep. I Choose You, mm-hmm. 20th Anniversary, That was Final its... Version Remix. That was its full title, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that has a, uh, I think Nintendo have been calling it Free to Start. Free to Start. Something like that, yeah. Just call it Shareware. Yeah, I know, right? But it's, it's Shareware, which is great. I, I do, I do like the Shareware. I think, I think Doom 2016 should have been Shareware. Just, oh just for God, all time's sake. that would have been amazing. Yeah, but no. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, it's Shareware, um, and you pay ten pounds. Mm-hmm. To unlock the full version, all all six worlds. Now, I love shareware, mm. and I am all for premium games on mobile. Mm-hmm. But I feel a butt coming on, and I think this game's really well polished, mm. and I think it's pretty. Mm. But that's ten pounds for a handful of new Super Mario Brothers levels that you can't move left on. I also oh, you you see the, the the in the endless runner thing as a as a detriment. No. I don't see it as a detriment. I, I should explain I th- that the, the game oh, okay. the game works differently to you know New Super Mario Brothers and that kind of thing. Uh, in that it's an en- it's it's not an endless runner, but it's it's a it's a game where Mario's constantly it's an running. Auto runner. It's an auto runner. Yeah. So you, it has like a single. You can play it with one hand basically. Single you just, button press. You tap the screen to jump or wall jump or do special moves and things. Yeah. I think it works really well. Yeah, so it's single button auto runner. I think it works well too. I think it plays well. I like the red coins thing where there's five red coins in a level and you've got to try and collect them all. Well, I mean, that's straight out of Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, I know it is, right? But in this case, it is more of an... What's the word? It's more of a completionist's type thing. Oh, you mean in the, in the sense that you have to collect... Are you talking about the purple coins? Oh, is that right? There's like purple coins which are like There's the, like five a level, isn't they're there? like the big coins on yeah. uh, Super Mario World. That's right. They're like bitcoins. Uh, except when you get all of them on a level, it then switches to another set of purple coins, which are harder. Yeah. And I've not got those yet, so I don't know what happens. Probably unlocks another set of coins. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I like that. Bitcoins, they're cool as yeah. hell. Um, well, there's a hell of a lot of replay value. Right. I agree. But this... it <laughs> Right. I would get more enjoyment and I would feel like I am being taxed a lot more if I just played New Super Mario Brothers. I feel like it's a more full, well-rounded, and well-realized game. Hmm. Whereas New Super Mario Run feels more like a mini game or like a side mode in a hmm. New Super Mario Brothers game. I could totally see this as like a mode in New Super Mario Brothers, a, a, or a type of level, or something like that. I totally could. How much did you pay for New Super Mario Brothers on the Wii? Probably paid the thirty quid. How many times have you played it? A bunch. I've played it loads with you, and I've played it with a bunch of friends. I've played it multiplayer a lot of times. Okay, so how would you compare the the value you've got out of that versus the value you got out of Super Mario Run? I deleted Super Mario Run before I even purchased it. Oh, so you haven't you haven't purchased it? No, I didn't. 
because I, I looked at what it gave me right. and they couldn't sell it to me well, in a I mean, way that I thought that was okay. Well, I mean, that puts a different that puts a different spin on things, doesn't it? Because you didn't like the game, therefore you didn't pay for no, it. No, no, no. I liked the game. Okay. I didn't like but you, didn't, much... you didn't like it enough to pay for it. I didn't like how much they were asking for it. I thought it was completely disproportionate. See, I, I on the other hand, I really liked it and I played the free mode of mm-hmm. hell of a lot and I I ended up buying the full version somewhat begrudgingly. So even you who really, really loved it and really, really wanted to play it, I, I, even you were just like, oh, do I really want to pay that much for it? I, A, really like the game, and B, really want there to be more games of as high a quality as that that aren't afraid to ask, you know, the the amount of money that is fair to charge for such a high quality product. Right. You're, I agree. Premium I want, I want to support talk. that kind of game. I don't you know, I'm sick of seeing free-to-play garbage that is just manipulative. In the mobile space, that's called premium games. And I agree. In the, the mobile space needs a lot more premium games. That's too much money for yeah, them. Yeah, despite that, <laughs> £10 still made me pause for thought. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know, maybe it shouldn't, because it's not that much money in the grand scheme of things. If it, if it, If the gameplay was a little bit more involved... If I felt like... I don't know. I kind of just feel like £10 is sort of ripping you off. But is that only because no other game has has charged that much? But, the, see, the thing is, is the only people who really dare to charge that much are Square Enix. Mm. But they sell entire fucking Final Fantasies. Yeah, I mean, that's that's for an entire port of a console game. Yeah, of, of a huge 40-hour-long thing that is that has all the complexities that the original did. Where Super Mario Run is removing as many complexities as they can mm. from a Mario game mm. and charging but, you as much as they would but for a virtual console we, we Mario wanna, game. We don't want to go down this route of, of of judging the cost based on the amount of quote-unquote content. No, I agree. Or hours of playtime or, or anything like that. Because, because that just means that companies go ahead and, and pad their games out until it feels like a chore to play it. No, I agree. It has to be about how good the game is. But it's not even a unique experience. It's an auto-runner. It's a good one, though. It doesn't matter. It's dead good. It doesn't matter. It's not unique. Like, 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 games can have a lack of content if they are... Games can happily have a lack of content if they are unique experiences. Like, no one complains at Life is Strange being comparatively short to other games, or games like Gone Home being... I'm sorry. A lot of people did. That's right, they did. I, I disagree with okay. them, but Idiots. a hell of a lot of people did. Idiots did. Okay, what I'm saying is I didn't. So it's mm. not like the length of content and the amount of content that a game can give you, for me, has any bearing on how much you should charge for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the experiences that the player has. Yeah. Portal think... is an incredible game, Yep. but it's not very long. Mm-hmm. And it's worth spending money on. Yeah. Although you can pretty much get it for free these days. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone who hasn't played Portal. Challenge accepted. Oh, you're going you're gonna to find someone who hasn't I played will. Portal? I will. I'll find someone. Bring them on the show. My mum. Mum's not coming around by drops. <laughs> Games can be short and good. Games can be short and good. But this one is short and un... Short and good and expensive. Short. <laughs> it's short, good, expensive and unremarkable. Unremarkable? Yeah, I suppose it's only got the attention it has because it's it's Nintendo's first decent mobile game. It's like I said to you, if it didn't have the Mario name on it, would you have spent £10 on it? And I think in your heart of hearts, you know you wouldn't have. That was a difficult one. I think, well, first of all, I wouldn't have heard of it because okay. I, I, only, I only downloaded it because it was a Nintendo game. Agreed, but assume you have. Assume you have millions of people playing it mm. and they say it's really, really good mm. and it, you play it. And it's an auto runner where you jump off walls and collect badges. Mm. Badges? No, badges, as in clip-on badges, not badger, 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 badger mushroom. Mm. And then you finish four levels of it. Yeah. And it pops up and says, thanks for playing Pooper Barrio Mm. and give us £10 and you can play the rest of Pooper Barrio. And is this an indie game? Um, you wouldn't, would you? You know you wouldn't. Look at you. You know you wouldn't. You don't want to admit it. I. You paid the Nintendo tax. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I would. I would have more or less 
doubt about paying that amount. But I think the end result will be the same. I think I would go... I think I would suck air through my teeth a lot and then just open my wallet. I think you're a liar. Really? I really think you're a liar. Why? You know, I, I would I would support I would support indie games. Okay. It isn't an indie then. It's Activision. No fucking difference. I have paid the same amount for indie games that I have played less of. Yeah, so have I. So what's the big deal? I think I think the, part part of my doubt is that Nintendo sometimes feel like they're taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> this is the taking the piss. Like they they charge what is it seven pounds for Super for for Mario, like the original Mario Brothers game yeah. on the Virtual Console, yeah. and you can't even transfer them to the Switch. <laughs> That's a bit of a piss take. Yeah, everything they do digitally is a piss take. So it's no surprise to me that Super Mario Run, in my opinion, is a massive piss take. I mean, not that the game isn't worth that amount. Yeah, but it's in the context of today. Yeah. And they don't live in a vacuum as much as they like to pretend they do. Also, considering that somebody found out that they were using an emulated version <laughs> of their own game on their on their virtual console. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So, 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 like, in one breath they're saying, oh no, we don't condone uh, emulation of any kind. Yeah. This is our game, our property, our consoles. Get your hands they off. They have a zero tolerance policy on all emu- and emulation. In, and in the other breath they're just, like, saying, oh yeah, we'll take that and we'll, <laughs> we'll just charge for it. It's a hilarious little grey area. Mm. Because they just couldn't be asked to dump it themselves. So they just <laughs> went and downloaded one off the internet. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty cheeky of them. So yeah, they take the piss all the time. I think this is a piss take. I think it's a good game. I think they shouldn't have charged uh, anywhere near as much. And your conclusion? I mean, they got my money. Yeah, but... There, there must have been a boardroom meeting where they sat around and said, what is the amount of money that people are going to feel like we're taking the piss but still pay it? <laughs> and that's what they ended up with. They had a picture of you on the door board, and they're just like, ladies and gentlemen, this is our Mark. Yeah, they've been tracking me for, <laughs> for months. We'll have him. But this is Mark. Mark buys Nintendo games because of the nerd cred. <laughs> what amount of money can we charge? <laughs> Such that he falls for our scheme. Turns out it's £10. Yeah. But so mission accomplished. So you feel sort of ripped off then? No, that's that's unfair. I don't feel ripped off. Should. If I if I'd have gone, no, I'm not paying it. I then would have thought, how how silly of me to not spend the cost of three cups of coffee for a thing that is going to bring me hours of entertainment. But it missed a money bag's coffee. <laughs> what? <laughs> three pound thirty three a cup of coffee. That's yeah, that's Starbucks. It's proper expensive that is. Well, actually, I go to Cafe Nero. Have you know? <gasps> Ooh, market. Let's <laughs> see my run. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a really good game. Play it. What have you got for us, Mark? Next. Oh, so I'm yeah. letting you drive this issue. Well, on the subject of driving, uh, there's been a a lot of press recently about what what are deemed self driving cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know. A self-driving car is a car that drives it itself. It drives itself, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Hence the name. And what what has come up in the subject of self-driving cars is is the fact that there are going to be times when such a vehicle is put in a situation where it has no choice within the time it has to react to a situation as to whether it kills someone. And it, it brings up the dilemma of... In a situation where it only has the option to kill person A or person B, how does it make that decision? This Mark, is, are you going to ask me this to is make ethical, a moral decision yeah, this about is, things on this podcast? This is this is a moral decision, <sighs> and in the world of psychology and, and ethics, the, these are kind of hypothesized about using what are called trolley problems. <laughs> okay. So I have I don't prepared like here... I don't like these at all. I have prepared a series of trolley problems for you to consider. And and as a result, we will we will test or, you know, analyse what, what where your ethical boundaries are. What I could tell you where they are. How your mind works and how, how you think a a self driving car should behave. Like what 
what the correct ethical behaviour is for someone behind the wheel of a car, whether that's a human being or a machine. I mean, do you want me to tell you before the machine gets into a self-learning sort of cycle um, what the initial parameters of the machine most likely are? I don't understand that last sentence, but let's let's proceed anyway. Okay, um, so I'm going to program the machine with the tenets of kill all men <laughs> and save all kitties. Okay, okay. So, scenario number one. Mm-hmm. There is a trolley, and it is hurtling down the rails, and if it continues on its path, it is going to hit and kill one adult. You have the opportunity to pull a switch and intervene, which will change the, the tracks, switch them onto a different line, but in doing so, you will kill three adults. What would you do? Kill one adult. Okay. I mean... I don't even understand that one. Well, well, it, that was something of a of a a warm up, if you will. I mean, I mean, I mean, wait, wait, can I? That was, that was just to set set the um, get to give you an idea of the kind of thing that we're talking about here. I can think I... I think most people would agree that it would be not wrong to willfully kill mm-hmm. two more people than is necessary. <laughs> okay, but right, I feel like it's important. First, do I have the capability to find out who these people are? No, this is a spur of the moment. So you, I can't... you just happen to be walking down the railway line. So I can't take a quick look at their Twitter feed and see if they retweet Nazis. It's that... unlikely that in the split second between seeing that they're standing on the railway tracks and them being made into human pate, mm-hmm. that you would have time to find out their Twitter handle... Find out which Mastodon instance they're registered with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I guess the Twitter servers can be quite slow. And they? find out That's whether right. they've ever tweeted about, you know, yeah. killing okay, Jewish just, people. Just splat the one. Okay, okay. Scenario number two. Uh-huh. This, time, this time there is an adult on the trolley. Riding the trolley. Okay. Why is it a trolley? I don't, well, it's a trolley problem. What's a, what's a trolley? Because I'm just imagining a shopping cart in my head. Well, I, I kind of imagine it as, you know, those things where you, you press the, the seesaw lever up and down to make the trolley go? Don't you need two people to operate that? Well, and how is there no one on it in the first question? Well, it's out of control, and maybe that's why. <laughs> okay. Did you ever think about that? There's an adult on the trolley. Obviously, you know, they, they, they're stuck there. They can't get off or anything. Mm-hmm. If you don't intervene... The trolley will hit and kill two adults. Why do you keep pronouncing it like that? Adults. Adults. No, as opposed to adults. adults. No, adults. Adults. Yeah. I can I can pronounce it as adults if it will make you feel any Please, better about killing them. Because it's freaking me out. Okay. <laughs> uh, it will kill two, two adults. If you intervene and switch tracks, it will hit a brick wall and kill the, the adult on the trolley. Kill the one on the trolley. I think, like... Okay, just Let's noting see. this down on your psychological it's profile. When do I hold the e-meter paddles? <laughs> <laughs> okay, scenario number three. This time, if you don't intervene, the trolley, with no passenger this time, will hit an elderly vicar. If you intervene, it will hit an ant. What do you do? This is a really difficult question. Hmm. I mean, on one hand... Because if we can't establish this, how are machines going to cope? On one hand, you've got a brainless, probably hateful creature, and on the other hand, you've got an ant. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. See what you did there. Yeah, thank you. Uh, probably the ant, because he might be a nice vicar. Yeah. I don't I don't like the implication that ants could be hateful. That seems unfair. Why not? Normal ants hate fire ants, and fire ants hate everybody. <laughs> Have you never played Sim Ant? I've learned loads about ants. There are no little vicar ants in that. Really? Yeah. How do you know? Could be vicar ants. Not, Not in religion. Sim Ant. I didn't see any little Pope hats on those on those tiny little antibals. Oh, po- Pope hats. Yeah, no. I was trying to think what a Pope Pope hat was. A Pope hat. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of animal dung. I don't know. Okay. Scenario number four. Without intervening, the trolley will hit one wealthy fireman. If you intervene and switch tracks, the trolley will hit five primary school children. 
kill all men. <laughs> and he's wealthy. That gives me even more reason so to run what? the fuck over. That's, that's harsh. That's really harsh. In fact, I'd run him over, and then I'd run him over again, and then I'd take his wallet and give it to the children. I, I mean, I'm re- remaining completely impartial here, but what the fuck are you talking about? That's really harsh. I'm going to take the money, and I'm going to give it to the children. What money? Oh, right, his money. He said he was rich, so kill him. Take the money. Must be Give rich, it to the people. Rich from all that firefighting. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much they get paid. <laughs> okay. Somewhat dubious so, ethical so, <laughs> boundaries there. So far, none of these are really that hard, Mark. I've not really had to tax my brain much. Okay, well, get ready, because this is where shit gets real. Real difficult, that is. Mm-hmm. Scenario number five. There is a a grandmother on the trolley. Okay. What's she doing there? It's a runaway trolley. Granny, we've told you every single time. She must have just got lost or something. No matter how many times we go to the authentic Western experience, the American adventure, no matter how many times we do it, Granny, you've always got to get on that trolley, haven't you, and start moving it up and down. (laughs) She just can't help herself. It reminds me of the old days, in the in the old west. <laughs> she was British in my head. <laughs> left. Wait, how long ago <laughs> did you think the old west was? She's a pretty old lady. Okay. That's, that's pretty old, but she's pretty as well. <laughs> if you don't intervene, the trolley will hit and kill a shopaholic hairstylist. If you intervene and switch tracks, it will instead kill a bald accountant. What choice do you make? What about Granny? She dies either way. <laughs> Why is she there? <laughs> What's not a choice? What choice am I making here? Well, you know, it's, 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 I don't know. I mean, that's what, that's for you to decide. Well, the bold accountant is clearly part of the ruling class, so kill all men. How do you know it's a man? Just an assumption. How do you know it's not, you know, a chemotherapy patient or... Ladies can shave their hair, you Or know. someone who shaved their head. Uh, well, you know exactly. Or a baby. You know exactly what image you're trying to put into my head. A baby accountant. Yeah, a baby accountant. You... Really smart baby. Right. You know, Boss Baby the movie isn't a documentary. Right? What? It's not. <laughs> no. Well, come on. What's your What's your decision? Kill the kill times are wasted here. The accountant ruling class fucking splat him. And sorry, Granny. I don't know why you're there. <laughs> <laughs> Collateral damage, I guess. She was, she was just lost. She got lost. Scenario number six. If you don't intervene, the trolley will hit and kill a child. If you do intervene, the trolley will hit and kill a cat. Make your decision. <laughs> That's fucking cruel. That's a really cruel A one. human child or a cat. And I'll leave it to you to speculate the cuteness of the cat <laughs> or, you know... Look... Whether it has, you know, whether it's slying on the track, purring in the sunshine. If I say squash a baby, I know full well <laughs> that the second my wife hears me say... That sounds like a video game. Squash a baby. Squash a baby. I know that the second my wife hears me say squash a baby, she'll <laughs> take her headphones off and she'll come over to me and she'll bop me on the head. So, <laughs> But it's not a baby, it's a, it's a child. Of unspecified age. What's what's the likelihood that this child will go out to be a gross man? Um, well, I mean, it, it depends depends what their upbringing is like. The, their grades aren't good at the moment, I have to say. Well, that doesn't really matter, though, does it? They got an E in home economics. That's all right. And that's piss easy, to be fair. Oh, fucking... How dare you? <laughs> well, it is. How dare you? I did free GCSE and I got a C. You just, make, you just make cakes and things. No, you don't, Mark. You make lots of diagrams and big displays and you do lots of research about food and how it's made and you make packaging and all kinds of stuff. You have sure, to learn all sure. about nutrition and everything. Of course you do. Of course you do. Yes, you do. I've done it. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to have to breath you. Oh, I don't know. Kill a cat. Oh. I don't want to. Meow. Splat. Scenario number seven. Do you let the trolley hit? I'm looking at my cat. A convicted I'm... arsonist. I'm getting very sad right now. Or... Do you intervene and hit a law-abiding lettuce? Lettuce? <laughs> right, skip that question. The lettuce has never done anything wrong. But it's a lettuce. It has upholded the letter of the law. It's a lettuce. The lettuce of the law. Kill the lettuce. 
and put it on a salad. So you're letting a convicted arsonist walk away from yeah, such of course. a situation? F- fuck the law. It probably got convicted because a pig squealed or something. <laughs> is that is that in the political sense? Yeah. Or do you mean literally an animal <laughs> made a noise? What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Scenario number eight. Do you allow the trolley to hit and kill an asthmatic business analyst? <laughs> Why so specific? Or do you intervene and let the trolley hit and kill 950 Lego minifigs? There are too many Lego minifigs in the world. I'd like to see that. Oh, that such 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 discrimination that you that you're throwing out here. That's that's an awful thing to say. Right. You see the difference between the cat and the lettuce and the Lego minifigs is that one of these things has a life and has some measure of consciousness that we can recognise and test. But Fee, what the you... other is a fucking lettuce and some plastic bits. What you've got to remember is that when you when you t- turn your back on toys, they come to life. <laughs> they don't. As the film Toy Story has taught Look, us. You, you can usually tell if you watch a CGI animated film like Toy Story or Boss Baby, as we talked about earlier. You can usually tell if they're real or not because they look super shiny and really squishy and mouldy. They don't look anything like reality. Okay. How does the world look to you? I mean, somewhat shiny. Okay. What was your decision? Kill the minifigs. Why are you asking me? Okay. okay. Killing. Interesting use of words. Okay, scenario number 10. Do you not intervene and allow the tr- the runaway trolley to kill a brain surgeon? Or do you intervene and allow the trolley to kill a newborn baby? But the track does a loop-the-loop, and it's pretty sweet. <laughs> Wait, does it do the loop-the-loop if it goes over the baby? It does a loop-the-loop and then hits the baby. Oh, okay. I mean, that... <laughs> it goes all the way around. I've seen loop-de-loops before, so I think that is a non-issue for me. I don't think that factors into the calculation at all. But I would kill the brain surgeon. Oh, you never need brain surgery. Scenario number 11. Do you allow the runaway trolley to kill a horse-sized duck, or do you intervene and allow it to kill a hundred duck-sized horses? The horse-sized duck? Because the duck-sized horses is probably... The entire contingent of an as of yet undiscovered cryptozoological creature, mm, mm. and as such, I wouldn't want it to go extinct. If there's only one in existence for the other one, it probably can't make any horse-sized ducks. I mean, I'm not. I'm saying nothing about how many more of these exist, or or whether their family are going to come and beat you up. They're going to beat me up. I'm saying nothing about that. <laughs> the horse-sized duck gang. Well. This is this is for you to speculate about. No, I'm going to kill the single one, please. You're going to kill a horse-sized duck. Mm-hmm. Terrible, terrible theme. Scenario number twelve. How many scenarios are there? Do you allow the runaway trolley to kill an adult woman, or do you intervene and allow it to hit a mystery box, the contents of which are unknown? The mystery box. Wait, do we, you now tell me what was in the mystery box? Not until you've decided. Is it going to be a baby? I can't, I cannot, I cannot comment. Well... You'll only know when the trolley hits it. Well, I will have absolutely no guilt regardless of what's in that box because I wasn't given the information as far as I'm concerned. It's an empty box. It could even be Schrodinger's cat. See, and so at which point it is neither alive nor dead at the point that it gets So hit. ignorance, like, excuses you from any any moral obligation towards the contents of this box? Of course it does. You're going to hit the box? Yeah, kill the box. Okay. And the baby inside it. There was the last remaining dinosaur inside that box, and you killed it. I'm okay with that. You killed it. You killed Denver! I'm okay with that, because even if there was the last remaining dinosaur... It's not like that dinosaur could have mated with other dinosaurs and produced more dinosaurs. It was the last one. Life finds a way, Fee. <laughs> scenario number 13. Unlucky for some. And whoever's in this scenario. Do you allow the trolley to go down the track where a phone call offers you £300? Or do you switch tracks and pick a 
box uh, where you will be rewarded with a value between 1p and £250,000. Deal or no deal, getting serious, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> uh, I'll take the deal. Okay. Should I go? You should go for the boxes. I don't care. It's deal or no deal. It's rubbish. If they offer you any money, then take the money because that's free money. Scenario number fourteen: Do you allow the trolley to go down the truck where <laughs> down the track where you must you will be buried up to your neck in poo, or down the track where you must eat a live tarantula? Poo. Gross. Yeah, but I'm not eating an animal. This time, Piers Morgan is on the trolley. Kill him. Do you allow him to go down the track into an active volcano? Yep. Or do you intervene and switch tracks and send him into the heart of a dying star? The volcano, because it's far more painful. Yeah, that's... I think the dying star would be quite instant. Yeah, yeah. The, the volcano's classier. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's the end of my scenario list. It's very good, Mark. It's a very good regular feature. So, <laughs> so, so, what was the result of my personality test? Oh, oh, you're 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 completely psychopathic. Okay, um, good. That's I good. mean, if you're ever in charge of a trolley lever, got to help us all. Yeah. For which its inevitable destination is a dying star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think the volcano is going to survive very much, is it? <laughs> for much longer. <laughs> oh, it's a really long track. Could be. Could be. Yeah, self-driving cars are weird. <laughs> Sorry! What the f- <laughs> I forgot that this was about me in a self-driving car and not just a series of there was methods who, of them. who would you kill? <sighs> well, thank you, Mark. Um, will we get any more regular features from you? Stop calling them regular <laughs> features. <laughs> they are regular features. <laughs> We're going to get sued, okay? I've already got a podcast called Rainbow Drops. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for another show, Mark. I'll see you in another week. You'll also see the listeners in a week as well. Oh, I didn't realise there were anybody here. Oh, hello. I didn't notice you were there. <laughs> Welcome oh. to my kickstart for my foot rub. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Bye, everybody. Bye.